Okay, uh, Phil, that was Marianne Brussett. Um, she does quite a job at uh, kind of collecting everything that's going on spiritually and uh, making it available on her website, spiritualityandpractice.com. I also want to uh, uh, apologize to our listeners. We had a little bit of an audio glitch in the middle. Yes, and uh, it happens, and we could edit it out and do all that and then put it together, and we didn't do that. We figured we'll give it to you live. Raw and rough as it is, and uh, I feel I feel that makes it more interesting. Yeah, it's only a couple of minutes, so I'm sure they survived. Right, and you see the conditions under which we operate and and and, and move ahead. How did you uh, first meet uh, uh, Marianne and found out uh, find out about what she's doing? I I have been aware of what she and her husband Frederick have been doing for. Um, I don't know, a few decades now, they've been <clears throat> right at the forefront of kind of new forms of spirituality, new expressions of it for maybe 30 years now. And um, they, uh, I first became aware of them because they were reviewing books and movies, and they still are at the spiritualityandpractice.com. And um, <clears throat> were very um, uh, eclectic in their um, taste and found uh, the spirituality and the spiritual uh, messages in uh, books and movies that you wouldn't necessarily think of in those mm -hmm. terms. Yeah, they're both ministers uh, from you know uh, congregations or uh, denominations. That are, mm. are are quite liberal within uh, uh, within Christianity, and uh, I think that that's becoming more and more uh, uh, popular uh, uh, denominations of that sort. United Church of Christ, uh, and, and it mentions that Frederick, her husband, is not only uh, a minister but he's a uh, with a journalism ministry. So I guess that means that you know, but mm. most of what they do is online, uh, communicating yeah. with people and and. You can reach a lot of people, and obviously they do. They seem to have a very significant network. Yeah, and they, you know, now <clears throat> they have uh, not just the reviews we mentioned, but um, practices. They've written a couple of books. They have on spirituality and practice. There are recommended practices with instructions. There's um, all kinds of stuff, blogs, quotes, and their e-courses, which I've done a couple for them. Mm -hmm. uh, I did one on the Bhagavad Gita, um, and I contributed to one on compassion that um, drew from different spiritual traditions. I covered Hinduism, mm -hmm. and I'm doing one. One just went up, started to go up uh, as we speak, uh, called uh, Living La Vida Yoga, where I, I talk about the yoga teachings as uh, something everybody can apply to their lives. So, and, but their, their e-courses are extremely eclectic. They cover all the different traditions, and um, the people who um, they appeal to are uh, the kind of you know, sort of open-minded uh, people who are spiritually curious and um, uh, just practical and devoted to their spiritual paths and they they want whatever information and uh, techniques 
uh, can benefit their uh, spirituality. Now, Phil, how do these e-courses work? Is it, uh, is, is it print? Is it uh, audio? Is there a yeah. video component? How would they, how, it, like when you yours, how's yours they, set up? The, the e-courses are uh, sent to each subscriber by uh, email. So they're written lessons, you know, a few hundred words, a thousand words. Um, in the case of the one I'm doing now, there are 12 of them, three a week for four weeks. The Gita course had 20 some odd, as I recall, one like five a week for a month. Uh, so they differ, they vary in length, and but they're uh, principally uh, text. They're mm -hmm. written and they come to you by email. But uh, people often, as I did, uh, include um, links to audios or videos. Mm -hmm. Do Marianne and her husband have a filter in regard to uh, the different uh, uh, spiritual programs and techniques that uh, they might uh, let people know about? In other words, uh, are there ones they don't post because they feel oh, that sure. they, yeah, so that they, there's uh, some criteria that they use yeah. to evaluate before putting something Yeah, up. and I couldn't tell you what if the if the criteria are um, you know codified in any way if they if they have you know a statement of their criteria or it's just what they feel is useful and appropriate. Um, but I'm sure you know this is a curated website, and um, they don't obviously they can't include everything, so they um, they must have criteria. Right. It's it's interesting too. Uh, like many people that are involved in, in uh, speaking about spirituality, uh, they have a uh, practice that they're uh, mostly focused on, and that that I that you mentioned was uh, I think it's the Mel Mevlevi Sufi order. Uh, yeah, that's the um, the uh, tradition that Rumi comes from, but it's not the only one. That's what she did mention that. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's but I think they're they're fairly open, but I think they're pre predominantly sort of uh, pragmatic Christians. <laughs> right there, you go. That that's a, a good term, pragmatic Christians. That that means Christians <laughs> that are open and looking. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, religion can be very uh, stifling. Uh, yeah, if, uh, and they may they may object to even a label like that. You know, mm -hmm. because you know they may just consider themselves uh, spiritual freelancers. I don't know right, exactly, right. but right, no, it's um, fa fascinating, and it, I think they provide a wonderful service. Uh, if you go to their website, uh, you can find out about all sorts of stuff that's offered out there. How you can find out more about it, and like the course you're giving, which is online, uh, one can really yeah. educate oneself about a, a, many, many of these. Uh, areas of spiritual interest that you might have yeah. uh, through the and they website. have a couple of um, uh, specialized uh, programs. One is on uh, uh, <clears throat> the the sort of um, I forget what they call it, but it's for the aging population. It's for the elders. Uh, <laughs> yeah, ger geriatric and, uh, enlightenment uh, <laughs> yoga for geriatrics. Close your eyes and you'll just visualize the yeah, whole it's thing. Called, <laughs> it's called elder spirituality. And whether you like it or not, uh, many of our listeners, uh, you know, would qualify for that. Yeah. They also have something called the Reverence Project, 
um, which has a, a lot of interesting uh, mm -hmm. stuff on it. But the, the, it's a great resource for um, all kinds of things, uh, not just the stuff they produce, but the, the, uh, the stuff they recommend, whether it's books or various art mm -hmm. forms or um, poems or music or whatever. Getting back to geriatrics, it, it, it is the case, and I know a lot of people like this, uh, they've retired, uh, they, you know, they're playing more golf, whatever they're doing, but a lot of people during that period of their life uh, seek out uh, uh, spirituality and understanding uh, the different components of it and the, the, the different traditions, and, and people have time to do that. So, I mean, really, for, for anyone, uh, this is a resource, but I think for uh, people out there that have more time on their hands, uh, that uh, this is an area. But, and a lot of people, like they'll say to us, I, I'm sure you've had people come up to you, I've had people come to me, where do I start with this whole thing? Where's yeah. a good place yeah. to look? I'm not sure what I'm interested in. And uh, say, hey, go to this site. You can read a lot about a lot of different things and then uh, and, look know, into it. In the Hindu, in the Hindu tradition, uh, you know, you get to a certain age and you enter that um, uh, phase of life where that becomes, you know, your spirituality becomes your priority. And you've, you've done the householder thing, you've raised children, you've had a career, you know, you've done your duty to your, uh, uh, your dharmic uh, calling, and now you're, you're retired and, and you devote yourself to spirituality. And that seems to happen spontaneously to many people once they retire or their kids are grown or Maybe they've, you know, lost a spouse. And, uh, you know, I know a lot of people who, who have said, you know, oh, when I retire, then I'm going to, you know, go to on retreats and I'm going right. to start meditating regularly and I'm going to, you know, go to uh, sacred places and all that. I don't know how many actually follow up, um, but, but, you know, I've heard it many, many times. I've heard it from even, you know, people who are, a clergy, you know, they're very busy people, and, and they sometimes long for a more contemplative right. life. Yeah, you know, it's interesting you, you, you say that, Phil, because uh, uh, Thomas Keating, who's a well-known Trappist monk, probably in his 90s now, I remember him saying years ago, you know, he was so busy writing and speaking and all, he says, you know, I want to go back to just, uh, you know, retiring from all that and just being a, a even though he was a monk, a monk that... Uh, had uh, his focus totally inward toward his own spirituality. So it's uh, so interesting like that. And then, but I, we've all, all know people who, uh, you know, during that period of their life, it's a big transition. And uh, oftentimes meditation, yoga, whatever, has had a very uh, significant effect on having them adjust to that period of their life. Yeah, that so, is true. All right. Well, another... another uh, uh, excellent guest, uh, fascinating. Uh, folks listening out there, you can uh, go to spiritmatterstalk.com, uh, have our contact information, let us know what you think, what you like, what you don't like, who you might recommend we uh, have on the show. And we've had many uh, cases where people have emailed in and, and suggested somebody, and we've had them on, so uh, we're totally yep. open. All right. Yep, we are. Okay, Dennis. Till next, next time. time.